um, started praying for Hillside. It was in May when um, it, it looked like our, our paths were going to cross in a very significant way. I began to pray that this church on a hill would shine brightly. Of course, I was thinking of Matthew 5.16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. What I notice in this scripture is the theme of not hiding. A city on a hill, Jesus said, can't hide. And it would be absurd to put a basket over a light that has been lit. Rather, we let these things fulfill their purpose, which is to give light to those who need it. And so Jesus illustrates our light shining with two illustrations that essentially say, don't hide. And so what I'm understanding is that letting our light shine involves not hiding. As you know, the human race has a heritage and a history of hiding ever since the garden. In the garden, we were created and we were meant to be naked and unashamed. We were meant to be open and vulnerable. We were meant to have a deep connection with God and with one another. But the connection was lost in the garden. And we've been hiding ever since. Our hiding began there, and our hiding in so many ways continues. I don't know about you, but I hide sometimes. Recently, we had a garage sale in our neighborhood, a whole neighborhood garage sale. And I thought, I'll just quickly go for a run, and then I'll come home and, and get ready and presentable, and then I'll go out and wander around and connect with my neighbors. But my daughter, Grace, was very enthusiastic, and she wanted me to come out right away. I wanted to hide because I wasn't as presentable as I, I wanted to be, and, and my daughter did convince me to go, and so I went out with out my makeup and shower and in my running gear, etc. Um, not exactly how I wanted to present myself. That's just a silly example of when I want to hide. I have many other reasons why I want to hide and many other ways that I, that I do hide. I think we all do. But if we hide, they won't see. If we hide, our light will not be seen. And so, what I'm picking up from this passage is that Jesus is asking us to stop hiding so that the light will be seen. Let's keep this in mind as we turn to 2 Corinthians. We're going to be spending most of our time this morning in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and 4. For the purpose of today, I've divided it into four points, four sections. Veiled light, unveiled light, ministry of light, and light revealed. 
And so we'll begin with 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to just read a couple verses, 13 to 15. The veiled light. We are not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull. For to this day, the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. The background to this is that Paul is contrasting the old and the new covenant, law and grace, the old system and the new system that came about with Jesus. And he's explaining how in Christ, the greatness is far better and far more glorious The old glory was passing away. It was diminishing. And there were these veils involved. There was a veil that covered Moses' face. There is a veil that continues for Israel. The scriptures we read were veiled. The hearts were covered. There's all these veils. There's all of this hiding going on. God's word, hidden. People's hearts, hidden. Moses' face, hidden. God's presence, hidden. Of course, this was all reflected quite distinctly with the veil in the temple, that thick curtain made of tapestry that separated God's presence from the people and separated the people from God's presence. So before Jesus came, there was veils all over the place. God's presence was hidden. It was set apart. Point number two, we'll read verses 16 to 18, the unveiled light. But whenever whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with an ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And so this great unveiling occurred at the death of Christ. This great unveiling of God's presence. We know what happened in the temple, that the temple, that that curtain, that thick curtain was ripped from top to bottom in two in a very physical declaration that now the presence would be with the people instead of being hidden behind a veil. The hiding was over. The veils removed. And ever since Jesus breathed on his disciples... The presence has been with us and in us. And there is freedom, the scripture says, because the veils are removed. And we now, with these unveiled faces, behold the glory of God. This is how we have become carriers of the light. Moses hid the glory, but we reveal the glory. Moses had a veil over his face, but we have unveiled faces. The brightness on Moses' face was diminishing. But the brightness on our face is increasing. It's increasing. That's the contrast that Paul is making 
in this section. And in the message, it says this. Nothing is between us and God. Our faces are shining with the brightness of his face. And so with these unveiled faces, beholding and reflecting the glory of God, we enter into this ministry of light, each one of us. Chapter 4, verses 3 to 6 say this. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. This is the only veil that remains. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. I think this sounds very bleak in regards to the unbelievers because it says, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel, so they cannot see. So they are blind and they cannot see. It sounds very bleak indeed. How then will they see? They see by the light that we provide. That is how they see. That is how the miracle of salvation happens over and over and over again, is because the light that is reflected in us, when we let our light shine, because of that, people see. Let your light shine, Jesus said, so they might see. And this is how that veil, that remaining veil, is removed. For the first time, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to say, but for the first time we went to a fellow tunnels uh, this summer with my family. And, um, well, it started off very fun indeed. We were kind of uh, geared up. It was just the two younger um, kids and, and David and I, and we were kind of like walking through and, okay, the mines of Moria, you know, we're just going to walk through the darkness and, and uh, experience this great adventure of walking through these very, very dark tunnels. The excitement ended quite quickly for my young daughter, who got rather scared, and I didn't have a staff to light, and so luckily I had my iPhone. Um, and so I turned it on, and sure enough, we were able to, because we couldn't even see our feet, and so we were able to see where we were going. When we're in darkness, we need light so we can see. And those who are in darkness need light so they can see. The ministry of light, the ministry that we are involved in, is also called the ministry of reconciliation. And if that word ministry, I know Dan mentioned it earlier, if that word ministry is daunting to you, consider the word service, because that's really what it means. We are offering a service. And the service that we offer is to provide light for those who are in darkness so they can see. That's the service that we offer. We announce the way of connection. We are announcing that the way of connection has been made. 
for those who have been, and all of us have, been disconnected with God. Jesus suffered disconnection. And we feel it when we hear his cry, my God, why have you forsaken me? He suffered that judgment for sin, which we know is disconnection from God. This is what Jesus suffered on our behalf so that we could be connected with God. And so our service is to announce that the way of connection is available. Sociologist Brene Brown, uh, I watched one of her TED Talks recently, and she talks about how we're made for connection. She says connection is what gives purpose and meaning to our lives. Her well-known refrain is this, show up, be seen, and live courageously. I love that because it's the opposite of hiding. Show up, be seen, and live courageously. Or as Jesus indicates to us in the scripture, don't hide. Let your light shine so that others can see. I heard someone talking recently about an experience. She was working and actually one of the pastors down at the hot dog church at the downtown east side. And she met a man named Chuck. And Chuck didn't look very good. And Chuck didn't smell very good. And she began looking for a way to excuse herself and move on, as sometimes we do when we find something that we want to hide from. Because other people's pain can trigger our our own pain. And if we want to hide from our own pain, then we want to hide from other people's pain as well. And there's so many painful situations in this world. And there are situations that we'd rather not look at and see. And so sometimes we want to hide from those. And so this person wanted to hide from Chuck. But before she could find an excuse to leave, she heard God's voice. And God said, stay with Chuck. Don't leave. He said, I want to sit with Chuck a while. Who are the Chucks in our lives with whom Jesus wants to sit a while? Where is God wanting to shine his light? In the ministry of light, we need only to stop hiding so they can see. Our last point this morning is the light revealed. Chapter 4, verse 7 to 11. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. Paul mentions here some of his painful experiences. The experience is with death that he has had. And he, and he says that the places where he has experienced death are the places where the life of Christ shines. 
Later, he says, I'll boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest on me. We experience death. We experience pain and grief and loss and brokenness. And we experience these things like Paul did so that the life of Christ may be revealed in us. Remember that Death is always followed by resurrection for believers, for those who know God, always followed by new life. I recently heard someone say, bless your scars. Bless your scars. It's the places that we have known pain and death. These are the very places that the life of God shines through. The cracks in the jar reveal what is inside, or rather reveal who is inside, and that is Jesus. It is through them that the light of Christ shines. We don't hide those things. We own them. Because our stories tell God's story, the greatest story that has ever been told. And it is a transparent vessel that displays the most light. Let your light shine so they can see. I'm so excited to be joining you in this next season for Hillside, a church on a hill whose light will not be hidden a season where others will see the light of Christ. And can I just slip in here? There's really no better way to practice coming out of hiding than joining a small group. <laughs> Sorry to be so opportunistic, but <laughs> I couldn't resist. We need to engage in true connection with God and with others so that we connect, can connect truly and transparently with those who are in darkness. Lincoln, I'm going to ask you to come forward now. Peterson translates the verse this way. We're going to go back to Matthew 5 now where we began. Peterson says this, be generous with your lives. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to be open with God. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. Let your light shine before others so that they may see. Just before we go into worship now, I'm going to ask you to stand if you would, please. And I'm going to, I mean, I want to declare Isaiah 60, the first couple verses over our church. And then we'll, we'll worship God together. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. And thick darkness is over the people, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Arise, shine, for your light has come, 
and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Choose to live a life that defines your ways and makes you famous. A life that is not seen besides the reflection of you. If you would like to receive prayer, um, you know, come on forward. We'd love to pray with you. Um, picnic. Go. Um, and and uh, this, 
And yes, so do that. All right. Um, but for now, <laughs> I'm a mess. Okay, for now, please remain standing and receive the benediction. So as you go from this place, may our great God, who is the God of all grace, grant you this grace. That you might know his presence within you. That his light might shine out to the glory of his name. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be blessed.